0: We are recording. What's up, y'all? What up? What up?
1: Ba-da-bum-bum.
0: <laughs> that was the best sound I've ever heard. Like having not had tunes it in ever, my head like, forever. It was terrible. Like it was terrible until that moment on Thursday night, and I was like, "The best thing that's ever happened to me in my life." And then I realized it's five hours long. I was like, "You don't know, make it stop. Make it
2: stop." You it know, was so long. Yeah, it was long, but. It went smoothly, surprisingly. I was I was expecting some hiccups, something to go wrong, except for uh, him uh, – he said, like, 2020 instead of, like, 2021 for, like, uh, the Vegas yeah. Season, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounded well, – m- Moment of truth. Let's find out uh, who is the bigger loser out of all of us. How much of the draft did you guys watch? Did you watch all the way until the end of the first night, the end of the second night, and what about Saturday? I watched
2: so, the first round fully, and then I skimmed and was getting notifications about the next two rounds. Um, and then just kind of looked it up, see who what, what
3: went on with it. I actually missed yeah. the first round. That's why I was, like, in our group what? chat. I was, like, like I, I, I watched the Redskins pick, and then, like, I was doing some stuff. And then, like, I caught, like, the 20s. Like, from, like, after the Redskins <laughs> all the way to the 20s, I was just like, Constantly just looking at my phone, figuring out who got drafted, what what pick are we at, this and that. And I was, like, so bummed that I missed it. But at the same time – What point, else could you be doing? <laughs> it was a bit of an important thing. I'll keep that on the low-low, but –
1: We're on quarantine. There's nothing else to do.
3: Ah eh, no, man. Sometimes you got to break quarantine. You know what I
1: mean? What about you, uh, uh
0: I watched all the first. It was, like, on while I was doing work. The second second day I watched, I was in and out. Like, I went to, like, the grocery store. I came back. I did other stuff. I came back. But I was on my phone watching. Day three, I literally just had it on my laptop, and I was watching Ozark at the same time. Because, like, on right. day three, you're just like, this is so – like, I don't know who this guy from Southeast Illinois yeah. Community College but
3: is. There were some guys that fell to day three that I really wanted. And we didn't get them, but, like, I really wanted
0: them. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Definitely- all right day two is cool.
1: more exciting than it usually is because talent fell
0: no, i agree there was a lot of people that were like in the fifth and sixth where i'm like how are you still here like what did i miss did something yeah get busted for drugs in the middle of this that while I was getting groceries what happened <laughs> right we're gonna do winners losers surprises steals all that stuff you know that the, the normal stuff that everyone does when it's draft time so we're gonna jump in with winners um Winners of the draft, I, mean, I guess it can be players too. If there's a player that's a winner, but pretty much probably a team, probably a team that's uh, the winner. So, rush, the one on an uh, on audio lag, I want you to go first.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to probably go into too much detail. So I should go with someone else. I, probably Pete's going to say the Cowboys, who are big winners. But let, let someone else go first, and I'll get to some of these uh, winners that may not readily apparent to be huge winners.
0: Wait, hold on, I'm not gonna let Pete go first because I want JK to say the Cowboys because I like <laughs> playoffs. So JK, tell us why the Cowboys are big winners. Unfortunately,
3: so I'm going hey, with boy, the Cowboys because you know, like they're my least favorite team, and they're like just huge winners because they're top two players that they got. Both CD Lamb, number one, CD Lamb had no business going at 17, like absolutely no business. I feel like the Raiders completely. Fucked up everything. Like, yeah. they should have gone with C.D. Lamb over Henry Ruggs. Like, no offense to Ruggs, he's an amazing player, amazing athlete. C.D. Lamb is better. And the fact that because of the fact that they let him drop from there to where he went, Cowboys got like a huge steal. Can you imagine that offense? Cooper one side, you got uh, C.D. Lamb on the other side. You got your uh, yeah. running down the middle and stuff. You got Michael. Like, who are you going to stop? Michael Gallup is the killer too. Like there's too many options on yeah. that offense. And that was like one of the reasons why I was like so pissed that the Redskins didn't take a defensive back. Cause like, how are you supposed to guard all these guys? You can't, there's going to be one person open at all times. Um, and then of course, like Trayvon Diggs, like I wanted the Redskins to get him bad. Obviously there was no chance that we were going to get him. He was going to go way before us. Yeah. But even the fact that he fell to them in the second round, like, where he fell in the second round was just kind of amazing to me. Like, I I personally felt like he's a much higher pick than where he went. After viewing some, like, analysis, like, like when they played LSU and you had, like, Thaddeus Moss, like, kind of burning him at some points. Yeah. As a corner, you're going to get burned eventually. Like, I, I think people read it yeah. way too much.
0: I mean, corners are the most scrutinized position there exactly, is. Exactly. but Because like, if you get burned, it's a touchdown. But, like, all the times you don't get even thrown at, you don't get talked about, right? And that's a good thing. But the, the
3: big
1: thing. But, hold on. Go, uh, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: So the big thing that I kind of saw from like Diggs is, look at his brother, Stephon Diggs. Like Stefan went much lower than where he is, and now he's considered like a superstar within the league. And Trayvon has been guarding him. He's been working with him. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to cover an NFL corner uh, wide receiver. So, I think that the Cowboys got to steal with both of them. And, personally, I feel like Trayvon Diggs is going to show up a lot more this season than you think that he's going to show up. That was my well, – uh, it's most – they they got a couple late-round picks as well that, like, uh, the edge rusher, Bradley Ann, in their center, Tyler – I don't know how to say his last name. Guys, yeah. Guys, yeah. No, like, those that, guys was are, a steal.
0: that was Their center is a steal. position yeah. you need, and they didn't have to reach to get it, like, That's what you hope for for your team, to get the position of need. He ends up being the best player available, too, and fits perfectly. Like, that's what you out of the draft.
3: Personally, I just feel like they had an amazing draft. They got two studs, and they got a lot of depth players, and even some of those depth players may crack the uh, starting lineup. So, I I don't think that, for me personally, the Cowboys had the best draft. All right, Roch, what were you going to say?
1: Oh, for one, I'll definitely agree. Um, They got two stud corners, actually. The corner that they picked up out of Tulsa in the third round, Reggie Robinson. Reggie
3: Robinson, yeah. Yeah.
1: Great steal. And their center is much needed because uh, Travis Frederick obviously retired due to his health concerns. But with a Wisconsin uh, center that's coming in, that guy's a four-year vet. Like, he's going to be a plug-and-play guy. But, yeah, Cowboys are smart. Um, When we get to talking about our losers – Um, The reason the Cowboys were the winners is because they took the best player available, regardless of need, right? They're stacked at wide receiver, like we said, and they still took lamb. Um, And that's what you should do, right? Take the best player available. Don't draft based on need, which some teams did. And when we get to losers, we'll talk about them. Um, But Trayvon Diggs didn't get burned by uh, Thaddeus Moss, right? The one play that I'm remembering is that one tiptoe in the end zone. But if you actually go back and look at that, Diggs is right there on him and it took Moss, an incredible, like, actual physical act to even catch that ball. Like, he went out of bounds, somehow came back in. That's and my view still, on by, it like, like, well,
3: That's my view on it. Your view is exactly how I'm seeing. It's just, like, I've yeah. seen, like, out there, like, some people had, like, criticism over that specific play. And I'm just yeah. like, how? Like, right. that's just an amazing – good defense, better offense. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing catch by Moss. But, like, Diggs was – and Diggs is a better prospect than Stefan, his older brother, right? Diggs went to Alabama, whereas Stefan went to Maryland, right? And um, so that's why he's getting drafted better. And um, yeah, he's a great prospect. And Cowboys got a steal in this draft.
0: Pete, resident Cowboys fan. How, from a scale of nine to 10, how happy are you? <laughs>
2: 11.
0: <laughs> the
2: only part I'm not happy about is anytime we have to talk about the Redskins, you guys make me talk. And anytime we have great news to talk about the Cowboys, you'd steal all my thunder. So,
1: <laughs> my top Well, loser. who's your big winner?
0: Um,
2: Obviously. I mean, wait, hold on.
1: Let the guy okay. talk about the
0: Cowboys. I mean, he's killing us and we don't let him talk about it. I mean, I, air it out, man. This is, I, I want you to have
1: this moment. It's your time.
2: It's your you time. Guys, you guys covered it all. It's all good. Uh, like like you said everything everything you guys have mentioned the early rounds we got lucky where we got CD lamb. We needed a corner in the second round we didn't have to do anything. we got a great corner and then third round we got another one and then late uh, was it fifth fourth round, fifth round we got uh, center so you guys have covered all that. Um, I'll go on to my next pick um, So Cowboys were great. Um, another one I thought that did great was the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Um, they're coming off a 14-win season last year. They really didn't need to do much. Um, with that being said, they were able to pick up Patrick Queen, which was great for them. Uh,
0: A-plus. They
2: on defense that they needed to fill. Um, and then in the second round, they got J.K. Dobbins, who was like the first running back on their list. So now you've got Lamar Jackson coming out. You got him. They're filling the defensive need. They already won 14 games last season. Um, you know they got. Uh, I think they had multiple third-round picks, so they they were able to pick up a couple more uh, receivers, defensive tackles, linebackers. Um, but overall, I think they just they didn't have anything that they specifically needed to do, but everything just went great for them.
0: Hundred percent. I I love the Patrick Kane pick was just the perfect pick for them. No reach, nothing. He falls to you, and you just get better. And then. I I was watching someone's analysis, but J.K. Dobbins, they were like, if a team, if a bad team is taking a running back there, like it's a bad pick because like running backs are disposable. But when a good team takes it there, you can do that. Because like, I mean, that's probably the last piece you need. So like J.K. Dobbins for them is just a steal. 100% steal. More, How are you going to stop him now in the run game now? You have Lamar Jackson, you still have Mark Ingram. You have J.K. Dobbins. What's going to happen now? Like, I think that's a superb pickup. It's funny how you just go up 95 a little bit and ownership and management
1: change so much. That's all figured out
0: all the time.
1: We're, we're getting there though. We're getting closer. Um, another thing not to forget, and we were talking about this a few episodes ago, is that um, the Ravens exchanged two fifth round picks for Calais Campbell and Marcus Peters. So don't forget that. I don't know where those two fifth round picks are and what the Jags did with them and what the Rams did with them but it's not as good as Clayus Campbell and Marcus Peters today. So um, that's why the Ravens also had a great draft, man. They freaking turned two insignificant fifth-round picks to immediate starters today.
0: That, I mean, that's what you look for. You want an immediate starter. Um, J.K., thoughts,
3: prayers? Yeah, Anything? I mean, like, kind of echoing what Pete said, like the only thing that I didn't necessarily like about the J.K. Dobbins pick and yet again, it's hard to scrutinize that pick. You're getting an amazing running back. It's like, you know, you already have a great running back. Now you're going to take carries away from that amazing running back. Like, But he's 30. Huh?
0: Mark, Mark Ingram's 30. Like, that's the thing. I like, get it.
3: I understand that. But it's like, J.K. Dobbins is a day one starter on most teams. He's yeah. going to be coming off the bench for you. Yeah. And I, I still feel like you have more juice that you can get out of Mark Ingram. And you got to remember, he's he's thirty, but at the same time, like he doesn't have the same type of wear and tear that a lot of those thirty-year-old running backs have. Sure. For most of his career, he's been splitting carries.
2: But I think you got to think of it like a said: when you're drafting and you have a great player, not necessarily the player that you need, but there's a great available player, you definitely got to take him. It sucks every for- time because he's definitely going to lose carries and or maybe get traded or something might happen to him, but. In that sense, you got a young, hard runner that's coming out, um, and you start looking down the line. Yep, you're right. He might be day one. Um, they might, you know, go to committee, and then he might take over the job. But that's the nature of the game. Yeah. You replace. I, with I just feel like team, both of those running of backs, backs
3: are guys that need to be the bell cows. And, and this is my problem with the running back position. Right? It's most other positions. Wide receiver, you could always use two number ones. Right? Tight end, you could always use two tight ends. It's difficult to have two primary running backs on your team. its They always end up splitting carries, and for the most part, when you do have that scenario, you have some guy that's able to pound the rock and another guy that's able to slash it.
2: But what also is the hardest position to fill, running back? When you get an injury, you get someone to go down, that is also the hardest position to fill.
0: I also think for their scheme, their scheme, they need that running back when the running back goes down. Think about they used what, Gus Edwards last year. They used Mark Ingram. They use, um, what's the name, they have a third running back I'm blanking on off the top of my head right now. Um, they drafted him last year, Justice- Edwards. Gus Edwards, but Justice something. Justice uh, I don't know about that, Justice scrub. Hill. Justice Hill was a third, the third, I drafted him in the seventh round last, or like the second to last round last year, hoping he would do something. He did nothing, but whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, they're a team that's gonna run the ball with Lamar Jackson, right? It doesn't hurt to have depth, right, at that point.
1: What? It's smart. It's smart for this reason. All right, go ahead. Finish your point. No, no,
0: that's it. That the
1: point. I was going to say, I'm agreeing with you because it's smart in the fact that I get that Mark Ingram is still in Ravens. He, still, he had a great season, but he's about to turn 30 years old, right? And eventually, that eventually tops out, right? Eventually, running backs right around this age are going to tap out. And it's crazy to think that it's going to happen in this instance because Ingram had a stellar year. I had him on my fantasy team, and he was like balls to the wall. Um, But you always the smart teams always anticipate when that drop off will happen. They don't wait for it to happen because once it happens, you're already stuck in the middle of your season and you got to wait till the next year to get that young talent. This is smart because Ingram is about to drop. It hasn't happened, which is good for the Ravens. Maybe they get a full season, but it's also good for J.K., right, for Dobbins, because now he's not going to have to get overloaded his rookie year. They get to split him with Ingram and keep him young, so that next season maybe Ingram's gone, maybe they trade him, maybe they cut him. But now they have the running back who has experience playing with Ingram all year, and he's fresh legs. He's not exhausted from a intensive rookie season. Yeah, go no, go.
3: I, I, I totally understand the pick. It's just I have a different type of draft philosophy. Whereas, with for me within the first two rounds, I'm looking for a starter and a starter, unless I'm a team that's trying to rebuild right Mm -hmm. if you're trying to rebuild you build for the future always when Mm -hmm. when you're on the like if you're trying to win a super bowl there are 22 spots that you can someone can be better right that that's my philosophy of it you use those first two picks to get a day one starter with the first round and mid-season starter with the second round at the very least and especially if
1: so, you draft based on need. Then you're saying you draft based on need for the first two rounds.
3: because
1: that's what it sounds like. It's
3: knee. It's need slash. Right. It's I generally take I it. running back out of the equation.
0: Uh, no, I, I I get it. What what um, JK's trying to say is like at some point when you're so close, you don't have as many. Like you, if you have, if you're like one game away from the Super Bowl, you probably want to like address the need to get past that right? Like, especially when your core is so young, right? Especially when Lamar Jackson's under a contract that's not going to kill your team, right? Like, take advantage of that mm-hmm. situation at that moment.
3: My my question is, who are their wide receivers again? They have uh, – Ravens
1: wide receivers? They, they have, got Willie Sneed. They got Hollywood Brown. Um, Didn't they get – where's Kenny Stills at? I forget where Kenny Stills is at. Houston?
2: You got it's Willie still- Sneed. No, he got traded. He got Chris Moore um
3: miles boykin so where, where i'm coming from is you got hollywood brown he's a first round talent whatever but who do you got after that that's gonna scare you i mean it's mark- this is one of the andrews. deepest wide receivers drafts out there
0: let's be real it, it's mark andrews is our first option right it, yeah and he's a top five tight end right that's yeah. top one and then then it's marquise brown and then you also still have Nick Boyle that they were playing because they're going to run two tight end sets, right? So now you need one more pass catcher. They've had Willie Sneed, but they also drafted the dude from Texas, Devin Duvray or whatever his name is. He was he was good in college. It's just, it, In a very deep wide receiver draft, of course he's going to go in the third round. In a, in a not deep wide receiver draft, that's that's why he goes later. That's why he's overshined by, like, all the all the shiny objects out there. Yeah. I mean, he's going to take Willie Sneed's job. That's what's going to happen. This season, he's going to take Willie Sneed's job. That's what you're
3: hoping for.
1: That's what I'm calling. I like Willie Snead.
0: I do too, but I, I'm calling it that he will take his job by halfway through the season.
2: I get exactly what you're saying, J.K., but I still have. I think I still have to lean towards what Arash is saying. The guy had 2,000 rushing yards and 21 touchdowns this past season. Like him being there, available sure maybe i want to upgrade another position but yo if i want to have a solid backup or a trade option i'm going to take this guy as a stud
1: this this is my approach so let's say you, you have your board right all these teams have their draft board and let's say best player available is jk right dobbins if you need for instance receiver and you have a receiver ranked maybe two or three spots underneath dobbins then sure that gap is not too much Fill the receiver need but if your next best player available that fills a need is like twenty spots down. Like let's say the next receiver I That I, I one, yeah you, there. you gotta take the best player but sure if it's like two or three in this range then yeah fill the need because the the difference, the bit the a little bit the a little obviously in their board however they rank them with their scouts he must have been clearly by far best player and they a of a lot of a lot not of like they It's the perfect they receiver's not the the roster. little hole that they might have
2: yeah, and, like, he's just one of those highly used, versatile running backs where he had over 300 attempts last year. He had 300 attempts for 2,000 yards at Ohio State. Like, at Ohio State, like, that that's some big boy running, you know? And, like, for him to still be healthy and everything, like, I i mean, at that given point in time, they're like, yeah, I mean, we do have a great guy come off a year, but one injury is all it takes and we could be screwed.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, I was – sorry, go ahead.
3: I didn't say anything. I just said, yeah.
1: I was going to say this is going to go beyond the point but go back and watch Clemson Ohio State highlights in the playoffs Uh, in the biggest stage Dobbins killed it dude like this guy look at his thighs he's got Saquon thighs Um, he just in the biggest spotlight he came to perform and like like, uh, Pete just said his uh, career stats he's been performing his whole career there in Ohio State but his last game as a collegiate athlete he came out and uh, went balls off so He's, uh, he's going to be a huge – he's going to be a huge premier back for Baltimore.
3: Yeah. For sure.
0: I mean, Baltimore does it right a lot.
1: And, you know, part of it is – Did
0: like, we ever get your winner? Position. Huh?
3: Did we ever get a Arash's winner? We haven't done me or Arash yet.
0: So, Arash, go ahead. I'll, I'll go after Gogia. You go first. Okay. I'm going to go kind of off to the side. I've been the Indianapolis Colts. Not having a first pick did a great job. Mm-hmm. Their first pick was Baltimore, yeah. right? That's who it was. It was – Force Buckner, and that's a hell of a first-round first, first round pick, right? Then you get Michael Pittman to help, to help Philip Rivers. Then you get Jonathan Taylor because you're running. Marlon Mack is just a so-so, is an average running back. Then you get Julian Blackman, who's just a, who's a, like a, a do-it-all safety. And then then you get Jacob Eason. So when Philip Rivers leave, you have your you have your quarterback that can learn off of Rivers. I mean, that's a hell of a day one and two and beginning three. Past that, I don't know the rest of the guys that they got like that. I looked at Danny Pinter. He's regarded well a value pick at that – at what, the fifth round? Yeah, in the fifth round. Get an offensive line in the fifth round, groom him to be your starter. I mean, that always helps. But five straight good picks, I mean, it's hard to argue with it, I think.
2: Not even good picks. They're, like, great quality picks. So Pittman, like a large 6'4 receiver, he got, like, 1,300 yards this past season, over 100 catches, which is, like, phenomenal. And then Jonathan Taylor – is the only uh, player in the NCAA history to run 6,000 yards in three seasons exactly. in a three-year span. And then, obviously, you got Jacob Beeson. He was a large 6'6 quarterback. Like, those don't come around too often, but you know once you're 6'6, that gives you a huge advantage over the line. So, that—that that, I mean, that was my other other pick, Colts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's solid.
0: 100%. 100%. Uh, the percent I was also going to say Desmond Patton. I forgot. From Washington He's a big dude, too, and they need wide receiver because – P.Y. Hilton can't play a full season. That's how I know from fantasy. That's good in the league. Best. Roger, yeah,
1: whenever you're able to get a quarterback who I think before uh, this weekend, people were like whispering he may be a first-round pick, the Patriots may want him, um, and you're able to get him in the fourth round, like that's huge. And they don't have any future quarterback in their um, in their building right now that could be the, po- the possible future. Um, obviously they don't have enough trust in Jacoby. That's why they brought in Phillip Rivers, and Philip Rivers is only there for his one last hoorah. So um, the fact that you get to develop Jacob Eason is huge for them, and that's what Tony Ballard does, right? The GM for the Colts is a G when it comes to drafting. Um, they got Darius Leonard, the linebacker, a couple of years ago. He's a stud. Their offensive line uh, is unbelievable, and so um, they, they know how to draft. 100%. 100%. I'm surprised they went after the running back that they drafted.
3: Why? I think I mean I think I, mean, I think the running ones. back was like kinda like where I was saying with the, the Ravens, I felt like it's not a need for them. Whereas with the Colts, it is an actual need. Like yeah, you got Marlon yeah. Mack, whatever, but like I don't see Marlon Mack as a complete bell cow. I think he's like
0: he the bell cow him. that
3: they have, not the bell cow that they need.
0: It, he also can't stay healthy right like he's in a Naheem Hines is always playing because while Matt can't stay on the field right so it's like it's a mm-hmm. great way to lose your job to not do it yeah right um, but yeah that was my yeah. pick. um Rush, you've pushed us all off i'm very intrigued to right. hear who
1: your winner is
2: don't say the redskins oh
1: thankfully no definitely not the redskins unfortunately not the redskins um there were there were a few options that I was going in between. You guys knocked out a couple of them, thankfully. So let me go with the one that's the biggest winner out of the remaining ones, and that's the Cardinals, dude. Um, they lucked out. From last year having the number one overall pick, they made the right decision, which was easy. And then this year, they kind of the draft kind of fell to them, and they did the smart thing of taking the best player available. I don't think they were expecting Isaiah Simmons to be there at number eight. Um, the hybrid linebacker safety – Um, but he's perfect. He's the perfect fit for that team because they needed that position. And he's a perfect fit for that division, right? Because what does that guy provide? He provides that uh, ability to be able to be in coverage and protect the line. And look at the tight ends in that division, right? you got George Kittle in San Francisco. you got Tyler Higbee and Gerald Everett in the um, LA Rams. And then you got Greg Olson, Will Disley in Seattle. Like these are tight ends that can run. These are tight ends that are athletes. And you need a guy to be able to run with these guys to tackle these guys. Isaiah Simmons is a great fit. And I don't think they were expecting to get him. They have a huge need at left tackle that they were trying to fill, and they foregone Jedrick Willis, who was there, Tristan Wirfs, Makai Becton, all those guys were there available, but they were smart and they didn't go on need. They drafted best player available. And then the second round, they came and somehow were lucky enough that Josh Jones was still third available. Round. And they third grabbed round.
3: Third, third, round.
1: third round. That's right. The seventy second yeah. pick, dude. That's a that's a the minute, guy that pick. I was hoping the Redskins would draft.
0: That pick is better than the Isaiah Simmons pick value-wise. That dude shouldn't have been there. Yeah,
1: it's huge value. Huge value. Um, so it, the draft kind of fell to them. They got lucky with that third pick, um, but they gave themselves that opportunity to get lucky by being smart with their first pick and grabbing the, the guy that was available. And then what ties the uh, bow on this entire thing is that with their second pick, which they didn't have, the reason they didn't have it is because they got DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans. Yeah. And so your first three picks, you got a stud defender, you got uh, your number one wide receiver now, and you still filled your left tackle need. Um, and it all was possible because Bill O'Brien's an idiot in Houston, but it's also possible because you, you drafted based on best player available, even though you had a glaring hole at left tackle to begin the entire draft. Um, so Cardinals are huge winners. They're, they were already prolific on offense. You added DeAndre Hopkins, and now they fill still in that defensive hole and a lineman hole.
0: Um, Pete,
3: JK, thoughts, thoughts?
1: No, I mean, I
3: I agree. Like, the thing that I like the way that Arash puts things into perspective is the players that we're trading for, like, they have value. Just because they're not a rookie doesn't mean that they don't count towards the draft. And, Mm -hmm. like, when you say, like, all right, yeah, I got DeAndre Hopkins for a second. Boom. Like, that's all you need. Like, done. You won the draft right there. Like you have the yeah, best man. wide receiver in the game for a second round pick, how are you not a winner? Immediately you're done. Go retire after that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's you got to win a
0: Super Bowl still.
1: You still got to win with that. <laughs> Pete, what were you saying? It's huge, man.
2: No, uh, I was just saying, yeah, I totally agree with the rush. Uh, they're definitely another team that did it right uh, with the off season moves, and then come into the draft and taking exactly what was available. Uh, can't go wrong with exactly what they did.
1: Um, at the end of the day
2: like what how Arash mentioned it is you gotta you don't just draft i mean you do want to draft based off what's best available but you want to also see what moves did you do in the off season to set yourself up for the draft to tailor to what you need uh, it's a collective package and that's what a that's truly what a draft grade should be is based off what did you do in the off season what did you acquire what do you need and what are you gonna draft to make this all come together and work because you can pick like the top four great you know, best players uh available in each round and get a great draft grade, but at the end of the day, how's your team look overall, you know? But it's it's that full package.
0: 100%. I also like you know, Benjamin in the seventh. I mean, dude's quick. This supposed to go in the fifth. I mean, you can take him in the seventh. Like even if you cut him, whatever. I mean, at right now, sitting here on paper, he's he's good. I mean, and you need you need that second running back right now. You've got rid of David Johnson. You only have Penny and Drake, right now, right? Like, that's your main guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is Bruce Ellington still on that team or whatever? Like, one, there's one guy that's always on
1: that team. I haven't seen him in a while. He's probably still on it. Yeah,
0: I mean, he always is randomly somewhere. So, um, 100% agree with it. Um, I had any honorable mentions? I have two just just want to mention very quickly, but rattle. Okay, 49ers, they snuff the Redskins and got an all-pro, uh, not all-pro, a Pro Bowl left tackle for a third and a fifth, so snuffed us. Um, then I had the Jets. Their first two picks are uh, solid picks, day one starters. Detroit had a sneaky good draft. They filled holes with day one starters. They're not like a top winner, but like they didn't have a bad draft, let's put it like that. And the only other two I have are the Vikings, because they haven't had a bad draft in like three years. And I had one more, and I didn't write it down. Oh, Denver getting Jerry Judy, come on for free. How the Raiders yeah. do you that? Your division foe oh, handed you that. So shit, that's that's a great great setup for them.
1: Anybody I agree have? with the Forty Uh So they got Kinlaw right, which replaced the Forrest Buckner who they traded away. So that was perfect. They got to fill that hole right off the bat, and that was the best guy available at that time. Did you see the trade that they made during the draft? They shipped off Marquise Goodwin um, to Philly, I think. I I think it wasn't, like, that much compensation. But with their second pick – their second first-round pick at number 25, they got the Arizona State Speedster, which is the same style as Goodwin. Um, So, they basically Mm – So, that was smart. And then, um, yeah, they they robbed the Redskins and got their left tackle. But uh, something – which was really like clever of them is that they told Joe Staley, who was their left tackle, pro bowl, uh, all pro left tackle, not to announce his retirement, right? This whole time we didn't know he was going to retire until after the Trent Williams trade went through. And then he announced it, which is why is that smart is because it didn't provide the Redskins leverage. If the Redskins knew shit, the 49ers aren't going to have a left tackle. They need Trent. That would have gave the Redskins more leverage. She squeezed a little bit more value out of it. But the yeah. fact that Joe Staley take stayed quiet the entire time was strategic because now the Redskins, had they didn't know, right? They don't know that. No one else knows that Um, because if the 49ers, if it's common knowledge that the 49ers are empty at left tackle, then everyone knows the Redskins are going to have more leverage to give up Williams.
3: I'm I'm not going to lie, though. like I definitely think the only reason why that trade went down is because we have a complete new regime. And if Bruce Allen was still in charge. That trade would have never happened due to the fact that the Redskins are just were stubborn as shit and they would not want to give uh, Shanahan anything. They would just be like, nope, you're not Mm going to go to Shanahan. And they would have been spiteful towards Trent. They would have been spiteful towards Shanahan. I'm, I'm happy for Trent. Like I don't like the fact that he kind of, we had a better offer on the table from the Vikings and They leaked out the fact that, like, he didn't want to re-sign them, so the Vikings pulled their offer. So we could have Mm -hmm. gotten something better, but at the end of the day, I'm just glad that the saga's over and that we can move on and Trent can move on.
2: And I think that's a great transition into our next point, Biggest Losers.
0: (laughs)
1: Biggest Losers.
3: A great show on
0: NBC about people that lose weight. Watching it five years ago. I'm just kidding. Let's go in reverse order. I want Arash to go first because you made all of us go last. I want
1: to make you go first this time. No, you're
2: going to leave nothing. All
1: right. Well, you get. Yeah, one. I'm going to take a all. You get one. Okay, let me go first then. Um, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Big-time losers, dude. Why big-time losers? We were just talking about how the winners were winners because, in my opinion, they drafted based on best player available. Falcons did the exact opposite, right? At number 16, their first pick – they went with A.J. Terrell, who was the Clemson cornerback that I was shitting on a few episodes ago when we were talking about uh, our mock draft. Um, not only does this guy not good at football, but they, he was completely not the best player available at number 16. At that time, C.D. Lamb was still there, so the Falcons hooked up the Cowboys. And actually, the Falcons hooked up the Cowboys throughout the draft, right? Because of the, the way the draft is ordered, the Falcons were always the pick right before the Cowboys and the Falcons kept fucking up and kept drafting based on need, and the Cowboys kept getting hooked up because the next pick was them, and players were available that shouldn't have been available if not for the stupid Falcons. Um, So the Falcons gave up CeeDee Lamb, they gave up Justin Jefferson, who was still available, and uh, On, the uh, defensive uh, lineman out of LSU. Um, So they could have filled in a bunch of needs. Falcons were one of the teams that were reported to want to trade up to number two with the Redskins to get a defensive lineman, Chase Young. So Chase Young was right there to, for them to grab at 16, and they didn't do it. Um, so they drafted based on need rather than best player available. Their second pick, when they drafted right before the uh, Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs was still there. They didn't draft him. Kristen Fulton was still there. Jalen Johnson, another cornerback, he was also still there. So um, they just – they screwed it up, man. They screwed it up, and they made the Cowboys benefit out of all freaking teams that they could have helped <laughs> out. They're, they're my biggest loser.
0: I I don't disagree with you at all. That's, they suck.
1: Whoever's running their
0: front office, like they better be praying for a miracle. That's, that was terrible.
1: It It pisses me off, man.
0: Straight, it was straight, um, Charles Barkley just horrible. That was just terrible. What do you guys think? Um, Pete, what do you think?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, they, I, (laughs) I can't hate that because I loved it. They are hooking us up every time. So in order, the way I saw it, right, was in order for the Cowboys to get what they got, someone had to fuck up or someone had to make a mistake or let someone slip. And exactly as Arash said, like every round I'm like, mm, this is what we would love, but like are we going to actually get a corner because we wait an extra round? Oh, wow, thanks. It was just handed to us. Like every round was like that. So hands down, they, they did not capitalize on what was given to them. Um, and clearly, like you saw our draft, they could have they easily done something similar.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of the draft. J.K.?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you saw my reaction as soon as the rush went with the Falcons because that's the team I was going to say. And, like, I'm just, like, I'm baffled by how much they screwed up this draft. Like, generally I would say, like, the Falcons are somewhat of a smart team. Like, they've done smart moves in the past. But, like, I I really have no idea what they were thinking. And they just completely – The fact that they help the Cowboys up so much, like it just pisses (laughs) me off. Like, it 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 boils my blood thinking about it. Yeah, hilarious. Who's your pick,
2: J.K. If it's if it's not them, who else would you go with?
3: I'm gonna go with the Raiders, man. Like, a like you took Henry Ruggs 12th over C.D. Lamb. Like, I get it. You want a speedster, right? Historically, that's never worked out for you, like ever, right? Hey, so in Al Davis's
0: memory, man. In Al Davis' yeah.
3: memory. So you went with the speedster over like the two guys that are known to be better than him. Okay, whatever. You got that. Then with your second first round pick, you went with Damon Arnett, the second corner over at Ohio State. Granted, like I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's worth a first rounder. Like he's just yeah. like. Everyone, like this is when I started re-watching the draft and they went with David Arnett, and I was like who and then like everyone else <laughs> like all the analysts were like this is a reach you like number one how bad does it feel like if you're watching the draft and like you're that player that gets drafted in the first round and then all the an- analysts are saying like yeah this is a reach right here like you could have waited round <laughs> two before that guy was supposed to go but like I love that you know what
0: yeah. you do then did you do how much does the fifteenth pick make in their rookie salary? Fifteen million dollars? Oh, whatever. Yeah. I'm
3: good. <laughs> but then, what really irritated me was the third. They didn't have a second round pick, but yeah. in the third round, they had the sixteenth and seventeenth pick, and they go back to back wide receivers. How many wide receivers do you need over there? Like, <laughs> I mean, there's they, other I, positions. Like, have- I get it. You want to spread offense. You want to get guys for Derek Carr to throw the ball to. The guy that you guys hate, like, obviously, we know that you guys hate Derek Carr, but yet you're not getting a quarterback anywhere, and you just keep loading up wide receivers. Like, what sense does that make? They took,
2: what was it, eight, basically eight players from the championship game, basically between Alabama and Clemson. They have eight players that played in the last two games. It's like, they're like, okay, let's take three or four of these guys, and let's go take – we'll just keep going down here and just keep (laughs) taking them.
3: Yeah. I was I, I was just baffled by what the Raiders were doing.
0: I'm bad that they didn't take Navell Gilmore and then he went to the um, he went to the Cowboys in the third round because I took two wide receivers. I don't get it and I don't understand why you don't trade out of the first round. If you want what's his name? Um what was his name? Uh Damon Arnett. If you wanted him, he's a second round grade. You could have traded out of it and got him in the second round, and he's a solid second round pick. I don't know why you reached there. There's no reason to reach there. You could have easily got him in the second round. You could have had another pick on top of that, but I mean, I guess they don't know how to run an organization at all, but I agree with you hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, come on, Pete, you want to go next? You want me to go? What are you do you want to do? Want to go? Go. You got uh, it. You got uh, it.
2: My, oh man, I have a couple, but uh, I'll go with this one. And then maybe we'll get some honorable mentions at the end. Uh, let's go with the Green Bay Packers.
0: Yes, I'm surprised you guys hadn't say that.
2: Green Bay Packers, I do not know what the hell they were doing during the draft. So let's start off with they try they traded up in the first round from thirty to twenty six. So you're like, all right, they're looking to get some weapons. Uh what's what's the need that they need? Uh a wide receiver. Definitely need a wide receiver. So what do we do? They go and they draft they draft a quarterback. They go uh with the twenty or sorry, with the what? 26th pick, they took Jordan Love, um, which, okay, a lot of people were making the argument that when Brett Favre was there, Aaron Rodgers was in the same situation. They drafted him, setting him up for, you know, uh, to take over. Uh, I mean, I think that's a a fucking stretch right now. Like, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be good for two to three more years. At the end of that, he still may be playing. Like, he could – I mean, it's not like he slowed down drastically. He's like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, these guys. So – They do that, and then in the second round, they take uh, A.J. Dillon. They take a running back. They already have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Like, what what the hell are you doing now taking another running back? So then you're like, okay, these guys have already fucked up. They need a receiver. Maybe they'll take a receiver next. Nope, they go tight end. Then they go linebacker. Then they take a couple guys on the O-line. Then they take a defensive back. They ended up taking no receivers in the draft at all. And the worst part is, you know, they're coming off of, like, a 13-3 and season, right? It's like you're you're there. You just need, like, you just need a couple pieces, and it might get you, you know, over the edge to get to the Super Bowl. With Aaron Rodgers, the way he's playing, he's, you know, he's an elite quarterback, and he's got these couple years left in him. You would think they would have went out and drafted, and as they traded up, they would have got a receiver, filling the, you know, the actual need that they need right there. But it was just terrible, like – I have no idea, like, what the hell happened.
3: To be honest, I would have loved to see T. Higgins go over there. Yeah. T. Higgins would have been perfect with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the other side. like.
2: Right. Like, what they needed was a, a, a literally a receiver. And them trading up, I was like, they're, they're going to take the best receiver that's available. And they're like, nah, fuck it.
0: So, I agree that they had the, one of the worst drafts. But I don't think it's because of Jordan Love. I kind of understand it. Like, if you think Jordan Love is Patrick Mahomes, if that's the thing you think of, this is your quarterback. You go get him, especially when your Aaron Rodgers is 36. Like he's had, he's broken his collarbone twice, right? Like anytime he goes down, it's over, right? Let him like marinate, like like Aaron Rodgers did, like Patrick Mahomes did. I, I, I don't agree totally there, but then why do you go with AJ Dillon? That was my issue. It's like yo, you could have you could have moved up, you could have moved down, you could have gotten what's his name, Chenault from um Colorado. You could have tried to make a move, go up a few spots, go get Denzel Min. You could have done something in the second round and gotten yourself a wide receiver. No, forget it, fine. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I have no idea what's going on. You had free agency, you didn't do anything either, but that's a whole other episode. Then you get a tight end, that's okay, he's not great, but the board, there's still wide receivers on the board there. Go down to like the seventh, sorry, the sixth round, you could still get K.J. Hill at that point, they were still on the board and you could make all of this go away this conversation go away you didn't do it so i don't know what the hell they're smoking up there i don't know if they legalized marijuana up there and that's what happened but yeah. this shit is stupid i don't understand they hate aaron Rodgers, and they hate um aaron jones They hate the name aaron that's how i see it that's how i see it They i hate the name aaron but that that's my that's my soapbox
1: Speaking of K J Hill, what a steal by the Chargers, man. That was a great what? pick right at the end of the draft.
3: Honestly, like I I really was hoping the Redskins would get him and get that Ohio State connection. I understand why yeah. doing because of the guys that they took before. But like mm-hmm. I, I would have just loved to get like K J Hill to link up with Terry McCollin and uh but
1: it worked the first again, time. That's
3: like a Redskins segment. I don't wanna blast yeah. with all of our Redskins talk.
2: Yeah, don't make me mute you guys. <laughs> That's
3: fair. Um,
1: all right, we got all our losers on the board? No, nah, I,
0: I, I got mine. Yeah. Did, I, did I go? No, did I go? I didn't go, right?
1: No, go.
2: Yeah,
3: go.
0: Go, okay. The Eagles. Yep. Terrible. Just, I'm happy, yo. Like, don't do a good job. That's totally fine with me. But, like, their first pick, they went with Jalen Rieger. Yeah why mm-hmm. I, I, because I you know I,
3: TCU wide receivers work out really well and oh man
0: i mean Josh Dawson is still <laughs> in the league right hopefully uh, i guess um i don't i don't know why you make that pick especially when Justin Jefferson is on the board still like why not like why not go with that whatever but then they make the worst pick i think possible jalen hurts when you in in the second round you can get a plug in starter and you go with a backup quarterback like I like Jalen Hurts, but what's the point? Like like I don't understand. Like I get Carson Wentz gets hurt. I told you guys
2: he was gonna get drafted by somebody. I told you guys. I was like someone's I, gonna I win. agreed
0: with you. I agreed. We have to go find that tape, because I agreed on this one. A, <laughs> oh damn,
1: I may have made a bet on that.
0: We did, and I'm gonna go find that shit. Don't worry. <laughs> Rent's coming up. Yeah. You can help me pay my rent this month, let's go. Um but no, that like I think that that was a terrible draft and then Hold on, I have to pull up their draft because my idiot missed pulled it up. Okay. Hey. Then they go outside linebacker, which is fine. I actually like Kavan Va- Wallace from from Clemson, so it's not terrible. But, like, I just think when you go in the first two rounds, those are first three rounds, those could be day one starters, right? And when you're a team that's, like, pretty much giving things away to the Cowboys, like like an offensive lineman, when you need one, I don't understand your point. But whatever. At least we don't have to worry about them next year. They're going to suck.
1: Well, they must have had him high on their draft board, right? Because you're, they're not drafting based on need. There, they have a quarterback, so they must have ranked Jalen really high. Which obviously then begs the question of: Are their scouts good at their job? But um, yeah, that was a hugely that was a huge surprise pick, and uh, I'm glad they fucked up. They either fucked the Jalen Hurts pick up, or maybe he ends up being a beast. But that means they also that means in corresponding they fucked up the Carson Wentz pick. So either way. They screwed up one of those two picks. Um, But maybe they didn't even screw up the Carson Wentz pick. They went to the Super Bowl, right? Carson helped them get there, even though he didn't play in it.
0: Agreed, agreed. I mean, they had Denzel. They could have gotten Denzel Mims at that second pick. And then you could have made me somehow believe that the first guy was good, and you're just loading up up on um, wide receivers or something. But this made literally zero sense to me. No sense the Jalen
1: pick I agree I wouldn't have picked him at 21 in the first round but they like him because he mimics what De, uh what Deshaun Jackson does they have very similar play styles and Eagles Doug Peterson he likes one speedster on the field at all times um so that's a, at least the explanation of why they went with him I think they reached I think there was better receivers you mentioned
2: Definitely agree with your points. Uh, like the other picks were a, a reach, but um, I don't know the Jalen Hurts pick. I, I that's kind of shocking to me. But the way they're trying to run it, they're trying to run like a Taysom Hill package. So they want to have Carson Wentz and him on the field at the same time, which is relatively something new that you know Drew Brees and them have been doing, which happens to work out a lot. So if you're trying to mimic that type of offense, this is a perfect guy to do it with. Um, big, good guy. You can run. Um, you can throw him in the slot. You can do whatever. So I, I mean. It's definitely strange that they did it, but I'm actually kind of intrigued to see how that works out and what happens with that. But I'm just really glad that they just kept shitting up because we kept taking all their picks right before them. So that was entertaining.
0: I wish that I could root for Jalen Hurt somewhere. No, I really can't. Like
3: can't. <laughs> that, That's how I feel about Trayvon Diggs. Like, I wanted to root for him because he's a Maryland guy. Yeah. And, like, local Gaithersburg, whatever, like, just – now he's just a piece of trash. Yeah, and, you, you know. Easy.
0: You know he's not gonna re resign, right? He's gonna be like, i, I grew up paid in this team. I gotta leave.
2: Maybe yeah. he's gonna like.
0: <laughs> maybe he'll play bad on purpose, right? And then he, take- maybe
2: you will get him traded from us, and you'll give us like 15 picks or something.
0: Yeah, I doubt, that. I, doubt <laughs> that. I hope. I hope. I doubt that. Um, yeah, so that's my pick. Um, anyone got some? Some what's the word I'm looking for? Um, honorable mentions,
2: Keith. Yeah, one I would throw out is the Patriots. Uh,
0: I was scared to say the Patriots, because I'm like, what if they just know what they're doing?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with, I get a lot of people say that, but let's be honest here, right? The Patriots really need wide receivers and quarterbacks. The quarterback position, Tom Brady is a freaking, like, animal that was making no-name receivers into receivers. You don't, they've, they haven't had a receiver. Like, this. these guys have just been hanging on with Tom Brady, carrying them. Um, and now you're going to put in another quarterback, and you're going to have no stud or, like, slot receivers to throw to. Um, I thought it was just weird that they didn't – I mean, I know what you're saying, like, that, you know, they didn't do anything and then they're going to end up making to the AFC again and they'll be like, oh, Belichick's a genius. But I think I think they're idiots and they really just screwed themselves over by not taking quarterback or receiver.
0: I still think they're going to get um, Cam Newton, so that's that's the move. They just need him to pass a physical that they can't do right now. That's, I, think, I think that's really what's happening right now. They're just waiting.
3: Um, I'd, I'd
2: be cool with it. At least a receiver, I, I would expect it. For,
3: for sure, for sure, I don't disagree. Can I also just say I didn't like the Giants' first-round pick, Andrew Thomas. It was I get a safe it. pick.
0: It was a safe pick. Like I hated it at first too, but it's a safe-ish pick. Like it's not. It's like us taking Vernon Sheriff then. Like,
3: it's not, it's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not terrible. It's not sexy, but. I just feel like they could have probably traded down a couple picks. I think, what happened,
0: was, I think what, what, what happened was that no one was calling. That that's the rumors I heard that like Detroit did try to move out of that pick, but no one was. There wasn't a reasonable offer.
3: Yeah. So my problem is like, all right, you got Andrew Thomas, you got Jedrick Willis, you got Makai Becton, and Tristan Wurfs. Those are the four guys that are like first round grades, mm-hmm. right? You could have skipped out on Andrew Thomas. You could have skipped out on Jedrick Willis. And you probably still would have gotten one of those guys in the teams. Right? Even if you don't get the proper value, I think the drop-off between Andrew Thomas and Makai Becton, not that much, or Tristan Worfs, for example. Tristan Worfs, Worf's, I
0: agree. Makai Becton needed work. Makai Beckton definitely needed work. Makai
3: yeah, Becton went higher than Tristan Warfs.
0: I know, I know, but I'm just saying yeah. from every analysis, it was that, that Makai Beckton has a higher ceiling, but he's coming in with a lower floor.
3: Yeah. He's I very raw, well, yeah. Like, overall, like, I'm just saying. Yeah, grand scheme. If you could have picked up, like, even a second rounder next year, why not do it at that point?
0: I don't disagree with you. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, but the I think thing the that we need to. Go
3: ahead, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm just saying, I think the rest of their, like the next three picks they had were solid picks. Like, I, I, that's, that's why they, like, they
3: I, I, it's hard for me to argue with Xavier McKinney in the second round. Like,
0: him and then uh, Matt Pert, at, like, the offensive tackle, good pick. They need to solid, solidify that line. Like, I don't disagree with it. Like, I mean, listen, if you have a good offensive line, you're, you have a very good chance of being successful. So, like, I, I can't hate offensive line picks if that's what you believe, right? It's it's worked out for so many times.
3: You You got to build the trenches first. It's I mean, always, you got to yeah. build the trenches. Once the trenches are in place, you build all the other pieces around. 100%. Roger
0: what were you going to
1: say? They also, I was going to say, they also needed Thomas, right? Because, well, let me make two points. One, they needed an offensive lineman, whether it was Thomas or somebody else, because now they're going against Chase Young twice a week, uh, twice a year. Dallas's D-line is pretty good. Eagles have Fletcher Cox. Um, and um, they, they're just, their opponents dictate the majority of their matchups and the NFC East defense is stacked. Um, Two, let's not forget that just because all these guys, there were like a a deep, heavy uh, tackle class in this draft, but it's not like they're all going to pan out, right? Like at the end of the day, um, two or three of these guys are most likely going to flop, even though they're all first graded, first round talent. Um, And the Giants have experience with that, right? They drafted Eric Flowers out of LSU to be a tackle. uh, And he was a high lottery, top 10 pick.
3: I thought Eric is Miami. Out of Miami. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what did I say? LSU. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. He came he came from the U. Um, but he sucked. He sucked, and like he was he they shipped him off before his rookie contract was even done. So um I think they go with Thomas because out of all the tackles, he may not have the highest ceiling, but he's the one that's most likely gonna at least pan out to be starting caliber. And so yeah, if they weren't getting great offers, you might as well grab the guy that's at least gonna be a – uh, most high, highest probability to be a good hit. Uh, I, I, and they need a tackle.
0: I was going to say, Tristan Wirth, he was so athletic, and one of the big things like with Trent Williams when he came out was that he was so athletic. And he's not just like a big dude, mm-hmm. strong dude, he was just athletic. On those swings and those things, he can get out there, he can get to the second level. And I, I'm so shocked that Tristan Worth dropped that much. But, but that, maybe that's moving into a, another segment.
1: <laughs> but you had another point. Uh, no, I think that's it. I mean, it's just like, if you guys remember when the Redskins drafted Trent Williams, right? It was Trent Williams and Russell Okung, And the Redskins had the fourth pick and the, was it the Seahawks that had the fifth pick. And like, so thankfully the Redskins had the choice to pick which one and they didn't screw up because even though Okung has been a starting tackle, he's been moving around left and right. Whereas Trent Williams up until this past weekend has had his entire career with one team and he's had a much better career than Russell. So at the end of the day, like at that time in the draft, Trent and Russell were almost seen equal, right? Like you can go flip a coin with either one and you should end up with the same result, but look at how different their careers have been. So even though these four or five tackles are all projected first round talent, when it's all said and done in a couple of years, we'll see their careers can go in completely different directions. So I think the Giants ended up picking Thomas and not moving back to grab any of the other ones because they realized Thomas may be the one that ends up having the career that you expect all of them to hopefully have.
0: I agree. agree. 100%. 100%. All right, let's go to the next one, and that's steal to the draft, and I kind of alluded to it before. Tristan works Wirth- going to the Bucks was a steal. Protect Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl. That's kind of just how it works, right? Protect Tom Brady, mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl. I think that was a steal. 100% steal. I know we are supposed to do surprise first, but you know, this is just kind of how the segue works, so we're just going to roll with it. Um, So that was big, my big steal. I think that that team is just the rich are just getting richer in that situation that they're just stacking up, getting ready for a run right now in a, what's going to be a fun division, but that is my steal from the
1: draft. Anyone? What, what you guys got? All
3: right. So I'm going to go with two, two players right now. Okay. One, the, my original one, I'm going to just say because we already kind of mentioned it. It's KJ Hill in the seventh round. I think yeah. that's the steal only reason why that happened was just because the wide receiver pool was so deep. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think some teams made mistakes, not taking him. but I'm not going to go too far into that. I think another good steal was Grant Delpit to the Cleveland Browns. This guy's a ball hawk. You're getting a ball hawk. He racked up 27 interceptions, not the greatest hitter. Like he misses some tackles every now and then. That's why he fell into the second round. Personally, I feel like, Safeties are starting to get robbed as far as like what they mean to each team. You didn't have a single first round safety. And I, I think safeties are becoming the running backs of, of this like of the defense because everyone keeps forgetting about them because they're all the way back there. They're not covering a man one-on-one all the time, but you need a safety with range. That's what Grant, Grant Delpit does and getting him in the second round, you're going to have that Cleveland defense stacked. Like Miles Garrett coming back, you have Denzel Ward on the edge. You got Grant Delpit out there, Roman, uh, Mac Wilson, just like s- sitting in the middle. Like they are stacked on every single lot- piece of their defense. Yeah. And I think Grant Delpit is going to be that final piece that just gets everything together for them. 100%
0: agree. 100% agree. Um, I hope so. Um, Pete, what you thinking for a steal? Uh,
2: So a lot of the guys you mentioned were good. Uh, I think we've already mentioned a lot of these first round and uh, fourth, fifth round picks. The Cowboys got, there were a lot of steals. CeeDee Lamb was a great drop. Um, I think the biggest steal they had was uh, Tyler Redes in the fourth round because that was a need that we needed to fill. Um, So we already went over that. Um, I'm going to throw out another guy that went later in the round, um, Tyler Johnson. So Tyler Johnson's a wide receiver. At of university in Minnesota. Yes. And this guy is, he doesn't have the, you know, the names like these top four or five receivers, but dude, his stats are there. Um, his last two seasons, he had, you know, respectively, 12, 1300 yards and he was getting 12, 13 touchdowns with 80 plus catches. So think about this now he's going, he's going to be uh, going into Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and then, He's going to come into the slot where you've got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, you've got Gronk, and now you're adding this receiver. I, I think this guy's about to go off. He's going to be this stud uh, slot receiver because all the attention is going to be on the other guys. And Tom Brady is literally going from having whatever receivers to all these elite receivers. He's probably going to have an amazing year. And on top of that, like you guys said, they picked up Tristan Wirfs. So, like, Tom Brady is literally rolling in a Rolls Royce right now.
0: 100%, 100%. Um, I have another one, but I want to rush to go first because you know, I don't want to take it starting minute. What do you have? Go ahead. I don't think I
1: don't you're gonna think have mine.
0: But this is on this is on the premise of safeties and the Bucks. They get Antonio Winfield Jr. in the second round too, and they have Todd Bowles as their defensive coordinator. This is it's just it's setting up that like it's like deep run in the playoffs or bust at this point because they're getting everything at this point, but. Just, uh, we were on yeah. the segue of safeties and campus. So I was like, you got to mention it. You got to mention that.
1: Well, now that we're on that topic, I'm not huge on Winfield. I think McKinney will be a little bit better. Uh, Winfield's skinny. And I don't know, like I'm, that's my fear with Grant Delpit too. I love Grant Delpit. I love watching him in LSU. I love his game. He reminds me of um, Matthew, right? From LSU, that Honey Badger kind of hybrid safety. But um I don't know. For some reason he he strikes me as kind of skinny and I'm afraid that won't translate into the game. He he's already not a great tackler. But um learn everything from his the dad. Raiders. Learn
0: everything from Hopefully, his dad.
1: yeah. Which was a fun thing about this like virtual draft. They had a lot of like uh background details of players that they probably haven't every year, but it just seemed exactly. like a little bit more this year. Um What's where you got to know who- every kid that came out this year, something yeah. crazy happened to them. I'm
0: sitting here like Man, I feel so bad. I hope you have a great like,
2: uh every every third bullet is like a tragic death
1: or something. Yeah, I'm
0: like great oh, okay. sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah,
1: I, I think ESPN was getting shit for it too. Like afterwards they were like, Why are you exploiting these kids like uh, awful uh upbringings yeah. um on this on this day, on their happiest day of their life. Yeah. Um but let me mention a name that people are not you guys probably won't know at all. And I only know him because I'm obsessed with like finding these gems. There's a guy named Tanner Muse. This guy's a hybrid linebacker, plays some safety, white boy from Clemson, picked by the Raiders, who we were shitting on earlier as having an awful draft. They got this one right. They picked him with the 100th selection in the draft. And this guy is I'm, – I'm thinking he's going to be a G, dude. Um, not a sexy name, not a sexy pick. I didn't think he was going to get picked until the fourth or fifth round. So maybe the Raiders got him a little bit earlier. Maybe they picked him right where he should have been picked but I think this guy is going to be a stud and we're not going to know his name, his entire rookie year. We may not even know it his second year, but I promise you by year three, and we'll probably have forgotten this conversation by then, but I won't because I'll be watching him. This guy's going to pan out. I love this guy's game. He's one of those guys who just, he's he's kind of the guy that puts on three uh, straps on his chin strap because he's going to bring the hit and he's got good speed for a, for a hybrid linebacker safety. Um, I'm excited to see him pan out. I don't normally give a, uh, in props on his draft and we were just talking about how he kind of screwed up his draft but he got this one right he had uh two third round picks and the last one he used on Tanner Muse and that guy's going to end up being a G yeah
0: I have uh, one more one more uh, we'll
2: mention on top of that so uh I think it's kind of crazy how far how, how far this guy dropped but um Curtis Weaver out of Boise State so he's a edge rusher uh so in the last couple of years, he's got the highest uh, win rate in college football uh, by over three percentage points. Uh, his pass rush grade is eclipsed 92 in the last two seasons and he's like ranked top five in the country. So you would arguably think this guy could be in the first couple of rounds, uh, depending on need. but he dropped all the way to pick 164. So I don't know, I think that deserves an honorable mention there.
3: Oh yeah. We have an honorable mention as well to Bryce Hall the corner out of UVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the yeah. He went 158 to the jets. They're saying that basically if he came out like a season ago and tw- after 2018, he would have been a first round easy t- first round grade uh, would have been taken early, but he came back for his senior year, got injured week seven. Like I think he tore up his knee or something and he fell all the way down to 158. and, the Jets got to steal, man. Like when he was playing, he had the best ball skills out of anyone in college football. So I, I, I think like, obviously injuries suck, but you know, I think it's worked out for like the Jets because they're getting a guy that like can play, like, look at uh, Kendall Fuller. Like he was injured his senior, his last year at tech. And like, look at him now, like he's killing it. Yeah. So, you know, Bryce Hall, some guy that we would want to watch. 100% agrees. Uh, I
1: All right, like, we weren't planning on – Oh, have you already made your steal? Mention your hey, steal? Yeah, I just
0: wanted to give my honorable mention, Denzel Mims, because
1: uh, Denzel Mims give it, give it.
0: is a beast, and the Jets took him, and he was six picks away from coming to the Redskins. And a 6'3 big dude, Darnold's going to have a field day in the end zone with him. It's going to be it's gonna be great. But, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to
1: say? I was going to say, we, we weren't planning on doing this, but um, if you guys have one on top of your head, We can rattle them off really quick. Who do you think, when it's all said and done, five, ten years from now, will be the best player from this draft? Um, Because I think there's a clear number one answer, and I don't think it's Chase Young. I I want it to be Chase Young. I hope it is, knock on wood. He's actually um, the favorite to win rookie of the year. The gambling odds are already out. But I think it's going to be another guy. I don't know if you guys have thought about this yet or if you have an answer off the top of your head um, that you can think of. Maybe you do think it's Chase Young, and he's probably going to be up there. Um, but I think it's another guy, and I think a team got a steal by drafting him. But because he's a first-round pick, normally you don't think first-round picks are steals. You think the guys that are in the later rounds are steals. Um, do you guys have any idea of who you would pick as a the guy who's going to end up being the best player? With. CD Lamb, baby.
3: <laughs> I think I I, I, think I know who you're going with.
1: Who do Who do you think?
3: The LSU running back, Clyde Edwards. No, Smith.
1: but I like him. I yeah. like him. I'm a big fan of his. Um, the guy I think is going to be the best player and it may be Met ne- Huh? Hey, did you say receiver cuz then I'm out. No, it's not receiver.
0: Is it is it is it Derek Brown?
1: Yeah, I think so it's going to be Derek Brown, Brown dude. Say
0: Brown too?
1: I um I kept seeing him projected top 5 top 5 top 5 and he didn't get drafted top 5. He went 7 to Carolina and finally I just was like let me watch his highlights cuz it's like it's not fun to watch Hi- defensive tackles highlights. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty boring. But, dude, this guy is a man. Yes. It's unbelievable. Like, this guy moves big offensive linemen just by the whim of his arm. And it was just unbelievable. And um, when it's all said and done, maybe Chase, maybe it's Chase Young, but this guy will not be far behind. And uh, what I thought was fascinating, so Carolina has that new coach, right, Matt Rule, from Baylor, who's like an offensive like guru. All seven of his draft picks defensive player yeah. he didn't draft one offensive player he went completely defense even though he's an offensive guru um but i think he's gonna hit gold with derrick brown that guy's gonna i think be the best player from this draft uh,
0: i that's what i was gonna say when he asked because i was like dave brown is just uh, like this dude that's he's gonna eat offensive linemen and running backs all day move around line. he's just not a he's just not a tackle or a nose tackle or whatever he's gonna move around and he's gonna do a little bit of everything and it's he, he's probably going to be the best player coming out of this draft if it's not Chase Young or one of the quarterbacks, you know, because quarterbacks will get all that love. But yeah. I think that, yeah, that's gonna, that dude is super McNasty. I,
3: I want to throw out, I, throw out an honorable mention for, like, my favorite player in the draft already. Chase, Marlon yeah. Davidson. Huh? From Atlanta. Who? Marlon Davidson. Oh, okay. Well, he's by far my favorite player in this draft, more than Chase Young, more than anyone. Because I love his attitude. He's just like, yo, I can just beat people and the cops can't come and do anything about it. Uh,
2: Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Like, that
3: cracks me up. Like, yo, I don't want to see that guy ever.
2: And like, he's like, I can grab someone by the neck and tackle them and then the cops can't do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: He's just like, yo, I can just beat the crap out of anyone and just like, boom. 100%. 100%. Uh, this is a pretty
2: badass line. Stays within the lines of on the field and just does it there. <laughs>
0: 100% of the last thing I have is just the, any surprises that we haven't covered. I guess it's just like, yeah, surprises, good, bad, whatever that you guys saw that you weren't expecting, just have. it's kind of just a free-for-all now.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think I, I discussed most of the things that surprised me. Like Yeah. That's, that's all a – player like C.D. Lamb going to 17. That's a surprise to me. You know, like the Raiders taking Damon Arnett in the first round. That's a surprise, right? Like a lot of the things that we mentioned were surprises. I'm just – I guess my biggest surprise was in the top 15, we had two wide receivers go in, like, one of the deepest pools, and especially when you had three guys that were head and shoulders above everyone else. Like I get it. If you're looking for a wide receiver, you can maybe wait a little bit. but you had three guys that are clearly the top three guys in the draft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But all right, we can round it out with this. Who's going to win Rookie of the Year? Chase Young. Okay.
2: Chase Young. Probably. But we'll go with
0: C. D. Lamp. Okay, that's not a bad. That's not a bad pick, but absolutely possible.
1: Rookie of the Year
3: I would, I would. I would typically go with Chase Young, but. He's a defensive player, and I think Rookie of the Year is catered towards offensive players. Mm-hmm. Um, True. I'm gonna go surprising. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna surprise you guys with this one. I'm gonna actually go with Joe Burrow because
0: I thought you were gonna. I thought you. I was gonna go totally off the rails. So I thought you were gonna go the same way. I was gonna about to walk out of this room. Okay. Now Joe <laughs> Burrow's a fair pick. I mean, he's the first of all pick. I, mean,
3: I, I, I think.